Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Thursday, November 10th, 2022. Well, we are just two days removed now from a big midterm election here in the United States of America. How are you feeling about what happened or has happened in in the wake of that election? I'm going to guess that there's probably some sense of a mixed bag. Maybe there's some things, if you look at the whole country, that happened that you liked. Maybe there's probably some things that you were very discouraged by. And if I'm being honest or just speaking personally, I'd say in general, lately over the last several years, I've been discouraged by the direction of my country, Uh, especially when it comes to truth and when it comes to morality. It seems that more and more righteousness Un, excuse me, unrighteousness is being exalted. Righteousness is being forgotten. We are seeing evil called good and good called evil. And that's a sad thing. But whatever you may feel about the United States of America today, I doubt our level of discouragement has reached the lows that we will see in our Old Testament reading today. We are now to the point where we are discussing the fall of Jerusalem, the destruction of of the temple. Uh, This is a very, very dark time in the history of God's people. We're looking at Jeremiah 40 today, and we see now things that happen in the wake of the fall of Jerusalem. And you're thinking, well, the the temple's been destroyed. It can't get any worse from here, right? Well, let's just hang on and read a little more in the book of Jeremiah, because we're going to see uh, not maybe much happens today that you think, but Jeremiah, he remains in Judah, and they appoint Gedaliah to be the governor. And then one thing that happens is people start warning Gedaliah. Eliah, that this guy Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, is coming to take his life. Now, what's been a theme so far in the book of Jeremiah? Not listening. Now, we're not going to get to the answer today, but what do you think Gedaliah is going to do? Do you think he's going to listen to this warning or not? Well, remember the theme of the book, and we'll get into that more tomorrow. But this just reminds us of the context of where we are, especially in our chronological reading. Jerusalem has now been destroyed. Now we're seeing Jeremiah um, and what he's going to do in the wake of that. But today we kind of pause a little bit in Jeremiah to go and look at a couple Psalms. And you'll see as you read these Psalms, what why read these Psalms today, where there are Psalms that seem to be written uh, kind of in the wake of this national disaster. Uh, we're looking first at Psalm 74. Where, again, this is a lament here in the beginning. Oh God, why do you cast us off forever? Why does your anger smoke against the sheep of your pasture? Uh, You know, that there has clearly been judgment. And here in verse 7, even, we see, They set your sanctuary on fire. They profaned the dwelling place of your name, bringing it down to the ground. They said to themselves, we will utterly subdue them. They burned all the meeting places of God in the land. So this seems to be speaking of the destruction of the temple, setting God's sanctuary on fire and bringing it down to the ground. And so in this discouragement, he's asking questions of God. 
God, how long, O God, is the foe to stand? Is the enemy to revile your name forever? Why do you hold back your hand, your right hand? Take it from the fold of your garment and destroy them. And again, while your discouragement about the direction of your country may not reach the lows of the destruction of the temple, still, these are thoughts that you may find yourself thinking. God, how long are people that are just going to scoff you be exalted in our society? People are reviling your name and supporting evil things. God, when are you going to do something about that? Well, we get an answer and a comfort in verse 12 that I really want us to focus on today. It says, yet God, my king is from of old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. In this moment, in the wake of disaster, the psalmist comforted comforted himself with the reality that God is the king and he is still the king. And he is working salvation in the midst of the earth. And then he goes back and reflects on all the things that God has done, whether miracles of dividing the sea or even just acts of creation, establishing uh, the, the night, the heavenly lights, the boundaries of the earth, the summer and winter. He remembers all that God has done. Uh, even though evil had prevailed in his time, He remembers God is the king from of old. He's working salvation. He still controls the seas. He still controls the springs and the brooks. He still controls the sun, the moon, and the stars. He still controls the earth. The seasons will still come and go. And I want to encourage you with that reality today. We as believers trust that God is king and nothing, no election has the power to change that, whether it's election that you feel has great results or an election that you are frustrated by, God is still king. And notice even what it says, he's working salvation. Christian, let me encourage you today to keep your eyes on the prize of salvation. All right, we want to see justice prevail in our society. We, we don't want to just um, step back and just take a, a fatalistic approach to things, but we, we don't want to take our eyes off salvation. That no matter what's going on in the world, no matter who's in charge, God is working salvation and he has called his people to proclaim the gospel. And so we want to keep a focus on the salvation that God is doing, even remembering what God says to Elijah when he feels like he's the only one. No, there is a remnant and God will continue to work. Even in the midst of a decaying society, we may still see revival, even if it's on smaller levels of God bringing people out of the darkness and into the light. So don't lose sight of that would be one encouragement I would have for you. And also notice how at the end he keeps on making his plea to God. And that's a good reminder for you today that no matter what's going on in the political arena, you have access to appeal to the King of Kings. Use it. Make your appeal. Go to God and bring your prayers to the King from of old, who is still working salvation in the midst of the earth. We also look at Psalm 79 today, and you'll see some of these same themes here in Psalm 79, where he says, Oh God, the nations have come into your inheritance. They have defiled your holy temple. They have laid Jerusalem in ruins. 
And again, we see pleas of how long we see cries to God. And that's a a good reminder that we should cry to God and notice even how it ends. Verse 13, but we, your people, the sheep of your pasture will give thanks to you forever. And from generation to generation, we will recount your praise. So no matter what's going on in the world, uh, let's remind ourselves of a few things. God is still King. We are still called to uh, preach the message of salvation. We have access to the King of Kings in prayer. And no matter what happens, we will never stop thanking God and praising God. So let those be some commitments that encourage your soul today. Let's go to our New Testament reading now uh, to Hebrews 8 and even just remind ourselves of the hope and of the covenant of, of God. And it speaks, we've seen Jesus, he is our great high priest. But today, chapter 8, brings in. Well, a part of that is because he is the mediator of a better covenant. And it makes clear, hey, if if the old covenant was perfect, why would God speak of a new covenant? Why would we need a new covenant if the old covenant uh, was was perfect and flawless and everything God intended? But he quotes here from the book of Jeremiah, which we read recently, the new covenant from Jeremiah 31. And he speaks of a day where even God's going to write the law on minds and hearts and we will know the Lord and iniquity will be forgiven and sin will be forgotten. And that's uh, that's what we are putting our trust in. We are putting our trust in Jesus Christ, the high priest, the mediator of a better covenant. We trust that really the hope for us is that God puts the law on our hearts and forgives our sins and causes us to know him. And again, that is the great hope that we have to offer the world. The world is a dark place. I think it is getting darker, but we have the opportunity to point people to the life that can only be found through Jesus Christ, the high priest of a better and new covenant. And we can point people to uh, the only hope that we have even to break free from our sin is the forgiveness that he offers, but also the change of heart that only God can provide. We need a law that is written on our hearts. And this is what will lead to joy. This will, this is what will lead to true knowledge of the Lord. So remember, our God is still King. We still have a mission. Let's stay focused on those things and continue to proclaim the good news, to minister to one another as we've been reminded and will be reminded in Hebrews, knowing that the day that this king returns is drawing closer and closer every day. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.